What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. Today's episode, we have an entrepreneur right here in Nashville. He is the host of a top 50 business podcast, and No Excuse to Show. He owns his own digital marketing agency, 99 Media, and he's here today to deliver a ton of value. John, how's it going, man? Did I miss Brady. anything? No, man. No, I appreciate it. Doing well, man. I appreciate you having me on, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Well, John... I don't know if you know, but this show is centered around the importance of personal finance management from entrepreneurs like yourself who are striving to make a massive difference in the world. But before we get into that, what's the stupidest thing you've ever spent money on? Yeah, so I I, I was thinking like as soon about five days ago when you sent me over the questions list, I was looking at this and I've been thinking about it for about five days. And, and honestly, I've been really fortunate because no matter where I was at in my life, ever since I was about 16, I always hustled. So I was always somebody that was making money. But the downturn to that was I wasted money trying to impress people. So I wouldn't say it was a certain purchase because I made so many dumb ones. But I'd say the stupidest thing I've ever spent money on is trying to impress people, whether that's friends, whether that's a girl that I like, whether that's like trying to buy friends or just doing stupid things. So I'd say the dumbest thing you've ever done with money is, is spend it trying to impress people and waste it. You know, you, you can't pay for your friends. You can't pay for your success. And from what I've seen from you so far, seems like you've got a pretty organic following. Yeah. So seems like you've kind of gotten on the right track since then. So, so tell us, man, I mean, what, what's your story? Who is John Danes? Grew up, moved around a bunch. I've li- uh, not 20 years old now. I've lived in like six, seven different states. So I was always kind of making new friends, learning to talk to people. I'd say that a lot of people don't believe this is a thing, but I would say I'm a natural born salesperson. Um, I've always liked to talk to people, always been able to sell, always enjoyed, you know, working and being kind of a hustler. So it was always like a young entrepreneur, baseball cards, lemonade stands, the whole deal. And, um, you know, went through school and I just hated it. I remember from a young age being like, what am I really going to learn in here that's going to do me any good? And I had no plan, man. Like I, I went to school with kids in about ninth, 10th grade that knew, you know, exactly what they were going to get their degree in. They knew where they were going to go to school. They had everything formulated. And I never had that. I never knew where I was going to go. I just wanted to get through high school and, and, you know, see what happens. So ended up getting expelled from high school in 10th grade, transitioned into homeschool. And, uh, you know, the reason that I got into entrepreneurship and the reason I'm so happy that you're teaching on what you're teaching on is because personal finance got me started, man. So like, I took a course when I was homeschooled in 10th grade uh, called Dave Ramsey's Personal Finance University for high schoolers and learned a ton, bro. Like, Dude, I, I did learned, the same exact course. <laughs> yeah, it was a good course, man. I learned a lot from it. And I just realized, like, this is something that you need to care about. And, uh, you know, you need to worry about your money management. And then I got really tuned into his podcast. So I had a job at the time working at a grocery store, and I used to stock um, the freezer. So I'd sit in the back with my headphones in and just listen to Dave Ramsey and learn everything I could about money. And I, and I noticed this trend of like people, no matter what background or, or, or what their external you know, environment was like, there were people that were coming on the show that were 
financially free that were rich. So I was just like, man, I think that I can do this. And then quickly realized that the quickest way to become financially free is owning your own business. So that's when I transitioned into, uh, you know, per, like personal development, learning about entrepreneurship. And then senior in high school, I launched my digital marketing company and uh, launched the podcast around the same time. And then now we're, we're, we're here, you know, a year and a half later. You know, what I'm trying to convey through this podcast is like there's several entrepreneurs out there who have made it. And you can tell by their uh, presence on social media, by their businesses, you know, et cetera. But, you know, how did they get there? You know, right. there, there's a lot of trials and tribulations, you know, not just with business, but with your personal finance. I mean, starting a business from scratch with probably virtually no capital and yeah, also trying to manage your personal life financially, you know, it, it's tough, man. And I think that that's kind of a gap in the entrepreneur society that people don't talk about. All you hear is the success. You don't hear about, you know, the trials to get there, you right. know. So, yeah. you know, like your level right now you know you got a top 50 business podcast you got a digital marketing agency you know you're killing it you're hustling man i mean thank you how 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 have you struggled if any financially you know getting to where you are oh man it was rough bro so the definition of entrepreneur and this is a great point that you made there because nobody talks about it the definition of entrepreneur the actual merriam webster dictionary definition is someone who incurs a large amount of financial stress to chase after a profit basically. So yeah, entrepreneurship, uh, you know, I know entrepreneurs that are in year 30 that are still having cash flow issues. So that's um, the first thing is for all the people listening out there that do want to start a business uh, and you're low on cash flow like I was, all I had was money from working jobs. Um, you know, start a service-based business. My, what my digital marketing company, I picked a business where businesses are literally going to pay me to deliver my service and I can practice on them. So my, my business was a, is a very profitable business it was a very inexpensive business to get started. And it was one of the reasons that I chose it other than the fact that I love marketing and that I love social media. That was, um, we, we haven't really felt it as bad because we're a service-based business. We have, you know, a very, very high profitability rate and we have a very, very low uh, monthly expenses. And we, we you know, we, we don't have a lot of outflow in terms of cash. But yeah, I mean, there's always been financial struggles going through it because this is also a month to month thing. So, you know, Sometimes you'll face cash flow issues. And when we do things like a website or a funnel, you know, not, not so much anymore, but when we used to, you know, those one-off payments with no recurring, you'll, you'll run into cash flow issues there. So I'd say start a business that doesn't take a lot of money to start up and chase recurring revenue. Okay. If you have recurring revenue and you have money coming in your mailbox every month, you are going to be a lot better off financially. So that's what I'd give, give to the person. You know, it can be anything like, Lawn care, lawn mowing, that's a service-based business that could be highly profitable. It just takes your time. It takes your man hours. But when you're first getting started and you're not as fortunate as most to have a bunch of money or raise capital or whatever, you're going to have to start a service-based business that doesn't cost a lot of money to get started. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, man, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, people like me and you, like you said, we're not fortunate enough to start out with a bank full of capital. But, you know, man, it, it, it's just being smart with your money and being smart with your decisions and like the service-based business is perfect because, you know, utilizing your strategies and you're utilizing your passions and delivering tons of value for companies. And the best part is you don't have inventory, you don't have products. You don't got to worry right. about that side of the business. So like he said, for everybody listening out there, entrepreneurship is not an easy path. You're probably going to have times where you just want to quit. And hardest thing it. I've ever done in my life by far. Yeah, exactly, man. But, you know, the things that are hard are worth having. Well, hey, just switching gears here, you know, 
based off like the level of success you've had, what does your version of financial freedom mean to you? I want to be able to really impact people with my money and help people. Uh, Like one of the biggest things is I want to build a huge organization, whether it's with this company, whether it's with another one that I go start down the line. But I think that, you know, financial freedom is measured like hundred grand to one guy could be what he spends in a night. A hundred grand to another guy can be what he lives on for 10, 15 years. So the definition of financial freedom is up to the person. And I think a lot of the times people very, you know, very, very, very often don't correctly and accurately gauge how much money they think they need. They're either shooting way too high or they're shooting way too low. So I think that's up to the person. I don't really have a set number uh, that I want to, you know, feel like I'm financially free with because I really enjoy what I do. So when I reach that financial freedom mark, it'll just be like, okay, that's one goal to check off the board. Now let's, let's do it again. So I don't really have a certain number in my head that I would say is financial freedom. Yeah. But, you know, you know, it's definitely something that we all chase. It's something that we all want. I say it all the time. Not everybody wants to be rich, but everybody wants to, you know, go, go, go out and create financial freedom. Exactly. And, and, and adding to that, too, I think everybody wants to make their own version of an impact in this world. Like for me, I was looking back on my Twitter and it was there last year or two years ago. I tweeted that one day I want to pay my, pay my parents mortgage off. That's awesome. That's a lofty goal, man. But. You know, like you said before, the fastest way to get to that point is to start your own business and yeah. working a nine to five, doing that rat race of sitting at a desk every single day. I mean, honestly, it just doesn't do it. It really doesn't. Like right now, I have a desk job. Uh, I do. I, I serve on the side and I'm doing this. You know, I'm working my ass off, but Love. I know that it's going to be very beneficial to me in the future. So, yeah, yeah 100%. Here's the thing, man. And here, I love the personal finance world. But the reason that I quickly jumped out of the whole Dave Ramsey kind of mindset is because I know he's done incredibly well, but I still feel like him, along with a lot of other people, just think too small. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I would – here's the deal. I, I hear people call in on the show, and they say, hey, I'm making 50 a year. I want to find out a way to, to, to save 600 You know, so never – they, they cover so much about penny pension and your budget and getting out of debt. Never once they talk about increasing your top line. Making some money, making some more money. So I think that, and and like the side hustles are cool. And I think that everybody needs a side hustle to get where they need to be. But side hustling is not something you want to do for 15 years. And you want to exert all your energy into that. And it's going to be much, much more profitable. And to say this, you're also going to enjoy what you're doing a lot more. So I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, you got to focus on growing your top line. I think it's literally the best finance financial strategy that's ever been known to mankind because as you make more money, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out how to manage your cat, your, your money. You'll figure out what you're spending money on and everything like that. But if you just grow your top line, it's going to be a much quicker way to get what you want, a much quicker way to get out of debt and a much quicker way to, you know, bring you closer to your goals. So that's what yeah. my two cents on the whole. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think with that too, people who, like you said, they're, they, they're small thinkers. I think it comes right. down to a mindset too. And they settle for that number. And I think they, in a sense, doubt themselves. You know, they don't yeah. think that they deserve 55 or 60. They're going to they're gonna stay at 50 because that's what they're used to. Right. But I mean, yeah, man, I, I completely agree with that. Dave Ramsey, he has a lot of good strategies, but also believe there is, like you said, way better ways to increase your top line. Like for instance, one of his strategies is don't touch credit cards. I mean, right. I, if you're not smart with them, yeah, I get it. But you can utilize those very, very easily if you know the right strategies. I mean, starting your own business, like you said, 
I mean, that's yeah. a perfect way to increase your top line. And you're not going to do it until you try. I mean, you, you just got to start. That's all it takes. Yeah, 100%. I, I have a lot of friends that have been super successful on Shopify, built literally seven and eight figure brands, and they didn't they didn't have the cash to start. They got a line of credit and they went out and started their store, which is obviously a big risk, but they were confident and they knew that they'd be able to get it done. I have another friend named Jeff Seconder. He'd be a really cool person for you to interview. He's huge online. He's traveled the world for free for the past two years, leveraging credit. He gets 25K on 0% interest for 18 months and goes out and starts a new business. So it just depends how you're spending your money. Like if you're at, you know, I have a, I have a Nordstrom credit card. And, you know, let's say hypothetically, if I went to Nordstrom and I wanted this shirt and I couldn't afford it, it would be a dumb thing to do for me to buy that shirt on a credit card. Exactly. But in terms of leveraging credit for your business, I've been looking at some, you know, rental properties. I can't pay 190 grand for this property that I'm looking at. I can't. I can't do it. I probably won't be able to do it for a while, but I can get a line of credit on it and then I can put somebody in that house and I can make an extra, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah. So it's just like. If it can, I understand all the risks and Dave definitely makes some good points, but there's also other cases out there of people that have really excelled. Well, it's just, it's your habits, it's your disciplines, it's your goals. It's going to just, you know, determine whether or not you'll be good with that. Yeah, exactly. And and like we said before, it's between thinking big and thinking small. And I think, you know, you leverage credit to your advantage. You're thinking big, you're thinking long-term, you know, tell me, because I know that being an entrepreneur, like we said, is not all, uh, sunshines and rainbows it sucks a lot of the time full transparency yeah. tell me man what, what are your biggest financial concerns right now uh taxes taxes not, without a doubt without a doubt it's not ta- it's not making money it's not expenses it's taxes let's talk about shit that. about well, let's talk let's talk to that a little bit yeah i don't know anything about taxes i never learned anything about taxes in school um every cpa that i go see sees that i'm young making money they immediately want to take advantage of me so I, I don't know. It's just I've been doing a lot of learning on my own, but I also got a lot of other stuff going on. Right. So I'd say that that's it's not nothing else that I'm really I'm not in any debt. I've got a fully paid for cash car. Uh, you know, we spend we spend ad spend on credit cards, but that's all paid for by our clients. We just get free points, right. um, you know, but I would just say figuring out taxes and I'm starting to gear up now. Uh, a few of my clients, one, one of my clients who's done literally 100 million in real estate sales is going to hook me up with his CPA so I can get everything. But I don't know, man. I think that's one of the biggest things that all business owners worry about is their taxes. Yeah. Because, you know, all it takes is the IRS to send you a check for 80 grand and charge you, you know, 500 bucks interest a month to get you, you know, deep in the hole. So I think that's, that's something that everybody should invest into learning about. That's something that uh, I'm investing into learning about and that I really want to figure out because if you look historically at people that have created massive wealths, it's not been the guys that are the, you know, making the most money or have the most profitable businesses. It's the people that were really figured out taxes and had good accountants and good, you know, uh, financial people in their organizations. So I think that uh, you know, taxes are very important. And that's the thing that I'm most stressed out about right now. Like I'm 23 years old. I don't know anything about taxes. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I, are you- I file them on TurboTax because that's the easiest way to do it in my opinion but i still know nothing and you um you got a degree right i did yeah i got a finance degree from tennessee finance. Tech in cookville yeah but you really know, interesting yeah and it's crazy man you know like I, I love finance but i'm slowly learning that school doesn't equal success it really doesn't yeah. man it's 100%. uh it, it's crazy i mean unless you're going to be a doctor or you know a very specific field 
I mean, you can go into business and not graduate from high school, you know? Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's basically what I did. I mean, here's the thing, dude. If the information – and here's what people don't understand because it's so pressured onto us by society. If the information that was, was actually valuable in school – okay, here's the deal. And I know we live in a society now. We live in a real you know, kind of liberal society, and that's, that's for a different time to talk about that. Right. <laughs> but you know, everybody is – we're in a culture that demonizes money, and we say, oh, the capitalists are bad. They're bad people. They want to take advantage of people, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, everybody that's in a college dorm room is going to college to make money. And it's confusing to me that the most I don't even know how to describe it. The, the most debt that's ever been taken on by the United States citizens is student loan debt, and it's not paid back. I got a I got an uncle who's sixty hasn't paid his off. So it's just it doesn't make any sense. And if you really learned what it takes to make money in college, we'd see a lot more people that graduate college and go become a millionaire in three years. Yeah. But I hear a lot more stories of people that went out and started a business or dropped out of college to become millionaires than I do. Oh, here's this guy who graduated with an MBA and went and started his thing. And, and another thing, college, just because it's so expensive, is not necessarily what it used to be. You know, now being, being a doctor isn't what it used to be. Being a doctor used to be like, hey, you're, you can get rich if you just study. You'll be in school for a while, blah, blah, blah. I was hanging out with this girl the other day. She's, she's going to be a surgeon. She's going to be in school for 16 years. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, I could fail five businesses, literally five businesses, in the course of 16 years. And if I had one go well, I would be much more successful than this girl who went to school for 16 years. But not dogging on that. We need surgeons. We need doctors. We need right. lawyers. We need CPAs. But it's just not for me. And college is really shifting to say, hey – Everything you're going to incur student loan debt for everything that you do. So pick something that you actually want to do and you think you'll enjoy. Exactly. But you got someone over here that gets an art degree from Harvard and is mad. They can't back their, can't pay back their student loans, you know? So stupid. it's like, yeah, it's stupid, man. You, you gotta, you gotta have a healthy balance of following your passion, but also something that is going to give you a living, you know, hundred well, percent. And the, another thing is interesting to me. I know people that have changed their major six times and been in school for 15 years Never got a degree. But it's interesting because they say college is the time you're supposed to figure out what you want to do with your life. But you're paying for that time. So exactly. people get rushed. And, and I never learned a high school course of figure out what you want to do. You know, and, and I don't really even think they do a good job of it in college. It's a cash grab where they say, hey, come spend as much time here as you want. We're going to be billing you for the time you spend here. But, you know, just figure it out. You know, so it's it's just – it's somewhere where you quote unquote find yourself and do the whole thing. And I have friends that went to Creighton and all these big schools failed a bunch of classes because they were partying. And it's just like college is something that definitely needs to be fixed and changed. And I have yet to hear anybody come up with a good solution. Yeah. Just kind of switching gears here, man. This might be kind of a confusing question, but how could you, you know, financially with your business personally, potentially multiply by subtraction uh, that's a great that's a great question uh, we're we're pretty lean in terms of being a lean startup so there's not anything that could have been subtracted we've already done i would say but i mean like for example we used to pay for a co-working space that was expensive as all get out we stopped paying for that we multiplied because of that 
Uh, I think that we've, we've done a good job at cutting our expenses and we've multiplied because of that. Um, one, one big thing we just did, we just hired a virtual assistant in South Africa. So we subtracted our time and now we're going to be able to multiply the revenue that's going to be driven in because he's bringing us, you know, hundred leads a day. So that's the right. way that I just did it. Um, and, and anytime I see an opportunity to do it, I, I normally execute on it within 12 hours of me seeing the opportunity. So instead of saying what I can do, I'll just give you the most recent one that I did was hire a virtual assistant in South Africa to help us source leads. So we don't have to spend five minutes per lead that we're sourcing. We can just get the list and then start hammering them. Man, it makes a lot of sense too. Are, are you using that to kind of lean more towards the four hour work week? No, I mean, I, I mean, I want to just scale like I, and I, and, and I say it all the time. I just want to scale. I work, we work a lot, dude. Like yeah. I'm constantly pretty much putting in a 12 hour day, but it doesn't feel like that. Cause I enjoy what I do. Um, and, and the four hour work week thing isn't appealing to me. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I've been on, I went to Miami for five days, sat out on the beach, hung out, went and ate expensive, fancy dinners, went, you know, went out at night. And after the five days was done, I was like, damn dude, this is how people live for 20 years. This is I want to go back home so I can start working again. It's boring to so you. So I think it is boring. And I think that it's just a good way to get unfulfilled. I mean, one of the most true things is, you know, the the what is it? The devil's playground is an ideal or is an idle mind. Like when, when nothing's going on in my head, it starts going all kinds of crazy ways. Yeah. So yeah. so I gotta be working on something actively. And I think the four hour work week is just a good way for me to just completely stress myself out and burn out. It's for some people, but it's you know not for you. I would much it's not for me. I don't want to be the guy that's on the last, I and mean, I'll go on vacation and have a good time, but I don't want to be the guy that's traveling to a bunch of different countries every year and sitting on the beach and making money. That's appealing to some people. I'd much rather have a big office that I go to and I see the 45, 50, 100 people who are working for me and working with me and I'm, I'm helping change their lives and we're satisfying tons of clients. That's a lot more appealing to me than, you know, running around on the beach and living out of a suitcase. That's just not my thing. And that resonates with me too. I mean, you just got to grind and yeah. you know, you're either a grinder or you're not. And I think the people who want to make a ton of money, but don't want to work for our work week is probably for you. But even then you still got to grind to get there to be able the to front load. The, that's the thing yeah. about that whole deal. It's a front load, man. Like exactly. I know people that they don't spend a lot of time working, but boy, when they first got started, they were going harder than anybody else. And like, I'd like to set up some businesses like that for passive income purposes, but like, I want to have one thing, one vision that I you – know, I'll say this, and, and maybe I'm going to bite my words if somebody shows me something different. How great can your business really be if you're working on it for four hours a week? Like – and I'm not talking about Fortune 500 companies of people that were the founder of some tech startup, and now they got 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 employees, and, and people are running the company for them. I'm talking about these people that have a Shopify store or have a digital marketing company, and they have – a bunch of people overseas running and systemizing their whole company. Like how great can it really be when you're sitting in Turks and Caicos drinking a margarita on the beach? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I am a, I'm a control freak and I always have been. So I want to have a lot of control in my business. And that's not to say I, I position myself in my business. Like, you know, I want to work in my business, but later down the line, I want to work on my business, but I still want to, you know, put some hours in. I'm not a big four hour work yeah. guy. To the- I'm the same way, man. I mean, I mean, I'm a control freak. So everything that's being done that pertains to me has to be done perfectly. And if I had somebody else doing the work for me, I would more than likely go back over the work they just did, which would be a waste. 
you picked a good industry then, man, finance. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> it's, that's, a, that's something where there's not a lot of room for error. Yeah, no, no, man. I mean, and I like it too because, you know, it's, it's concrete. There's no room for opinion and numbers. It's there. It's not, you know, so. Numbers don't lie. Exactly, man. Well, hey, I appreciate this. Uh, just to kind of conclude, leave me, the listeners, your audience with one piece of advice pertaining to personal finance that maybe they could okay. start to begin their path towards financial freedom. Yeah, I would say start researching other ways of making income. I mean, I know the whole thing driving the Uber and the Lyft, but, you know, and all those other ways that you can make money. Find a different way that you can try to make money. Think outside the box. I know people that are making an extraordinary income just sitting at their house all day and, uh, and not even working a lot if that's what appeals to you. So just do some research. Make sure that people – and you're probably going to find somebody along the line that you're going to learn from. Look into that person. Make sure they're a credible person before you go spend a bunch of money with them. But I would say that uh, a lot of these businesses are real, and I think that a lot of us on Instagram or on social media have the tendency to say, oh, that doesn't seem real, so it's fake. But just do some research, do some digging, and find a way that you can kind of you know try and be self-employed because I promise you if you're geared for it and you have the right personality – there's nothing that you'll like more than being than being self-employed, and there's no better way to grow your finances. Exactly. Well, guys, you heard it from John Danes. Just do your research, and before you know it, you'll be like him. You can find Come John on, on Instagram, at John Danes, and through his podcast, Top 50 Business Podcast, The No Excuses Show. He's interviewed Ricky Gutierrez, Grant Cardone, several other successful people, so please tune in. It's on Spotify and iTunes, I believe. Yeah, it's Yeah. Uh, Thank you, John. Appreciate it. You delivered Thank a ton you, of value. Keep hustling, man. Good luck with everything. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.